0: Walker's Desert Diaries Week 13 Hello, Arizona calling or actually this week California calling because we had a little staycation which involved a road trip to Los Angeles Yep, we got in our car and drove to LA I still can't quite get my head around that So it's around 6 hours to drive from Phoenix to LA or about four and a half from Phoenix to the outskirts of LA and then you sit in traffic for what seems like an eternity, but then you're in LA. So the drive is actually amazing. Huge mountains, vast open stretches of desert peppered with small towns. And it is literally one road, the I-10 it's called, so you can't actually really get lost. You cross the Colorado River, which is the state line, not forgetting to get petrol before you do. Because petrol, or gas of course as they call it here, is a whole dollar more in California than in Arizona. So there's a place, uh, a very busy petrol station in a place called Quartzsite, the last gas station in Arizona where everyone is frantically filling up. You then pass through Palm Springs, the famous desert retreat town, now absolutely rammed with wind turbines. It's just extraordinary to see. There must have been over a thousand or more covering the mountainside. Then you also pass alongside Joshua Tree National Park, which is where we were as the sun set. Just magic. Now, LA, actually talking of magic, does hold a little bit of magic for me because I actually only ever went on one family holiday when I was a kid, but I went to LA. So it was not bad, eh? Now, I was nine and it was when Freddie Laker introduced those cheap flights to the States and my dad went and snapped three up. And I think that's maybe where my whole love affair with the USA started because I have such vivid memories of drinking actual Coca-Cola, you know, not pop, off the pop lorry. And then eating the biggest peach I'd ever seen on a bus as the juice ran down my chin. I also remember my mum and dad waking me up in the middle of the night as we all sat in bed and watched Charles and Diana get married on the teeny motel TV screen. Yep, 1981. So to walk down Hollywood Boulevard again and stand on those stars... The exact ones I stood on with my mum and dad 38 years ago. It was just amazing. I felt really, really lucky indeed. One thing that really struck me when I got to LA was how hilly LA is. Hills everywhere, loads of houses dotted all over the hillsides or rather how flat Phoenix is. Now, Phoenix is surrounded by mountains, and there are ruddy great mountains right in the middle of it, with the North Mountain Preserve, the South Mountain Preserve, the Mummy Mountain, uh, Camelback Mountain, of course. And yet, aside from the big lumps of rock (laughs) in the middle, it's actually a completely flat city, because I guess it's known as the valley, and you are on the floor of the valley. So it was so noticeable to suddenly be driving up and down hills and down little windy streets as well, because Phoenix doesn't really do windy streets. It's such a new city. It's all big, open, three-lane streets. It felt a little bit like being back in England at times. We met up with some old friends while we were there as well, people I'd worked with years ago in a teeny radio station down south, both of whom now live in the States as well. It's bonkers. One friend, Anthony, had worked as a magician, so we got to visit the magic Castle. I don't quite know how to describe the Magic Castle to you. It's a members only nightclub, quite quirky, for magicians and magic fans. It's housed in this huge old mansion on a hill in LA and decorated like an English stately home inside. You wander around dark corridors filled with magical memorabilia and then stumble onto a magic show. It is unique to say the least, even for La La Land. We also went for an amazing drive all along Mulholland Drive and gawped at the mansions of the rich and famous. We then swung down through Topanga Forest to Malibu and then on to Venice Beach. Venice was packed and bustling and full of pretty much every type of person that you could imagine. Wannabe rappers trying to get you to take copies of their CDs for free. And loads of them were really upset and quite surprised when I said... I haven't got a CD player anymore. I haven't had one for years. Men, of course, trying to sell you various dodgy substances. But lots of families as well. Uh, (laughs) To give you an idea of Venice, though, we'd been on the beach about three minutes. The girls had run off to just have a play around. And they ran back to say, Hey, look, mummy, look what we found. Can we keep it? A switchblade. (laughs) An actual switchblade on the beach. No, sorry, you can't keep that. That's actually going into the bottom of the bin. We also met a woman who had made a commitment to herself, how very LA, to swim in the ocean every day for 30 days. You might think, oh, that's a bit of a bind, having to swim in the Californian Ocean. But do you know what? It's quite cold. And it's one of those things, isn't it? That when you're, you're next to something every day, it sort of loses its sheen and its shine. So... She decided this is something she wanted to do for 30 days. So each day she went for a swim and then she'd go up and ask a stranger to hold up a sign with a number on it, the number of days that she'd stuck to this commitment so she could keep a record that she'd done it. We were number eight. So hello, lady, if you're listening. We'd promised the girls one day of a theme park. so They spent a gazillion dollars on Harry Potter land in Universal Studios. I must say, though, it was fantastic. Fantastic. But yeah, it's going to take us a few months to get over the cost of it. Man alive, those wands are expensive. The craziest thing, though, about our trip to L.A., it felt quite chilly in comparison to home. Oh, I've just called Phoenix home. That feels mad. Uh, But I suppose when you've been in a furnace for a few months, a regular summer's day does feel quite a bit cooler. Do you know, though, I really miss the mountains and I miss the cacti as well. Seeing the ocean was really nice but it didn't make me yearn to be by the sea. Well, we drove back home up the I-10 and stopped at a Mexican restaurant off the highway recommended by a friend. Nobody spoke English who worked in there, but I did manage to order burritos because, well, obviously in Spanish or English, they're burritos. Uh, But I watched with complete joy as a woman who must have been in her 80s polished off three massive margaritas in about 10 minutes. There's life goals right there. I'll see you in the desert.